Testing, testing. All right, that's good. So, you sound I, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm just using essentially my phone speakerphone, unfortunately, unlike my headphones, which I really prefer. But <clears throat> that's okay. Right on. Well, I mean, for for all the you know, super monies that we're making doing this podcast, I, I'd say <laughs> we're we're up to snuff on the quality level. Well, I thought um, I thought we were being sponsored by uh, Beats by Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we got we got we got to start with Flashlight first. Got to get there. Oh. You know, so we're Rogan yeah. by his best, and then go from there. Everybody starts with Flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Another edition of Northwest Vibe, the better version. When I have my buddy John instead of when I'm by myself. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing fine, Sir Kelly. And how are you doing this fine evening? Well, apparently we're doing a podcast, and I've never been on a podcast, and apparently we're doing the Seahawks tonight, apparently. How do you feel about doing a podcast about the Seahawks tonight, apparently? Well, you know, there's a lot of other teams would probably be a lot more interesting than the Seahawks, but I'm going to stick with my with my roots, my home team, <laughs> and talk about the Hawks. Apparently the Seahawks are going to be very shitty this year, apparently, and that's okay. We still love them, apparently. Yeah, well, every team goes through this crap, right? Oh man, yeah, got the gotta love them, gotta love them. I mean, uh, let's just start it off with the positive segment. I mean, Cougars good win against Wisconsin. Huskies good win against a team. Portland State. Yeah. Do yeah. they actually? Did they just fill? Do they have a team? You know whatever. Uh, go Huskies, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. Sounders beat Austin FC, which is a great game. Great team. They're back in the playoff hunt now because if they lost that, they probably would have been out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, good weekend in sports. And we had a great NFL kickoff. Bills, Rams. Rams lost. Fuck the Rams. Josh Allen's amazing. Got him in one of my fantasy leagues. Wish I had him in all of my fantasy leagues. But this is not a fantasy podcast, at least this time. But I do, I am, I'm doing three fantasy leagues again this year. So you know, gotta keep it, gotta keep it flowing. Yeah. Well, you know, and some of our conversation tonight might, you know, regarding the Seahawks, might delve into a little bit of fantasy. You know, because there's very few fantasy options on the Seahawks team. I would say this year. (laughs) Uh, DK, Tyler Lockett, and Rashad, and if he's hurt, Kenny Walker. Noah Fant, maybe too. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe in like a super deep league or something like that. Or if he's go, if he goes crazy, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we got that other. So remember the league we did last year uh, with Josh and friends? That's up and running. Like none of us did the draft. It was all auto drafted, and so we're just. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're trading or not trading, but they're planning on playing. So. Oh wow! Okay, so we'll just we'll, and if we lose, we'll like we'll fuck it. We all just auto draft it anyway. So mm-hmm. exactly. It's all right, auto draft. Seahawks. So, um, we know it's going to be shitty, but how shitty? Are we first pick in the draft? Shitty? Are we barely not making the playoffs? Are we getting embarrassed by the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals and the Broncos this year? Shitty or? Is- hopeful 2012 shitty where we make it to the playoffs and then we feel super badass 
in the call What's i got i got some predictions on that did, um did you just did you just hold on i just i got disconnected and now i'm reconnected can you hear me what did you where did i end up end up at well i heard everything you said it didn't sound like you disconnected at all you just said are oh. we gonna have beer and are we you know went through the, some of the teams that are probably gonna embarrass us okay uh, so yeah i heard it all but um so what i was saying is i've got some predictions in terms of how many wins losses and projections on where we might land in the draft um definitely don't think we're a playoff team especially with our schedule i mean we got to play the afc west which i would say is probably the best uh division in football spicy um, huh spicy very spice too spice for me um so we're gonna lose literally every game we play against them um so i chiefs and broncos hey we can beat the broncos Mm, well, I have a feeling we'll par- probably play them sort of tough, you know, being the first game and all. I know at least when Russ was on our team, the first first game or so would be a little rusty. Um, but we'll also be really rusty. So I have a feeling we'll be a little thorn in their side, but I think the Broncos will pull it out. But I've predicted that this year the Seahawks will go 6-11. and 11. Um, I won't go through the losses because there's, there's many. <laughs> But I'm thinking the Seahawks will get their first win week three at home against Atlanta. Um, we'll follow that up with another win at Detroit the week after. Okay. And then we'll, we won't win another game until week eight against the Giants at home. Okay. And then we won't win another game <laughs> until week 14 against Carolina at home, week okay. 15 against San Francisco at home, and then week 17 at home against the Jets. Those are our six wins. Um, the only team within our division we will beat is San Francisco when we play that at home. I don't think that we'll beat Arizona either at home or on the road. Definitely not the Rams. Um, Arizona. So, time. Yeah, I was, I was, I was waffling on whether we could beat him at home or not. It just all depends on how Kyler Murray plays. Waffling. You know, I know. I hate that. Yeah, waffling. <laughs> I waffle a lot. Um, so. That's how I see our record breaking down and our wins. Of course, you know, a lot of it, too, depends on how other teams stay healthy, how the Seahawks stay healthy or lack thereof. So all that's subject to change. But just based off of, you know, how it looks on paper, that's how I see it shaking down. And then the way they see the draft is I have the Hawks anywhere from being the fifth worst team to the 10th worst team. It all just depends, like I said, on, on like how Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, the Jets, the Jags, the Giants, um, Lions all all play out, you know, they could be all real shitty or somewhat mediocre and all that. So I kind of I, I don't see the Seahawks being the first overall pick, um, nor do I see them necessarily in the top three or four. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking fifth I mean, if, we, if we're a top if we're a top four draft pick team, then we got more than just a quarterback to fix for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. There'd be some other serious issues. So, yeah, I'm saying we're within the fifth to 10th pick um, next year. Um, I mean, that would be ideal for getting that, you know, quality quarterback, you know, keystone to the future, blah, blah, blah. But I just, okay. So here, let me go. I'm not going to go full snow globe or anything like that, but in my mind, Russell Wilson has fucking sucked for the last two years. And Geno Smith, he's going to try and make a name. He's going to try and do his best. And, I think, you know, 110% Geno is equal to 
seventy percent Russell Wilson, which is what oh. we've had, right? Yeah, and yeah, especially with Russ coming back probably a little sooner from his injury than he should have and whatnot. Um, yeah, no, I I agree, and you know, I think Gino, he's I, I think I've told you this before. He's sort of, I'd say, an uninspiring pick. Like, he's not super flashy or whatever. But, you know, I don't think he's necessarily as turnover-prone as uh, Drew Locke would be. So, I, I think he's more typical game manager type. So, if he can just make – I think it'll be really key for him to especially build his confidence to have short, high-percentage completion passes, you know, not – you know, airing it out every once in a while, but not doing super crazy stuff, especially the first week or two. Just get our running backs the ball, you know, let them do their work, see how our offensive line can block for them, and then, uh, you know, get these short little short little passes and stuff to our right. wide receivers. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what I wanted. Cause, and, and what I was thinking, I mean, Pete Carroll doesn't want that much. Take care of the football, run the ball, play good defense, throw it deep when you can. So I'm like, yeah, Drew could totally do that. And then you see him in the preseason, like, okay, you know, probably not great, you know. But, but then, you know, Pete says, well, he ran out of time. So, you know, maybe realistically, you know, Gino can run that offense, you know, just do not the bare minimum, but, you know, keep it keep it going, keep it safe, you know, do that Travaris Jackson game manager kind of shit. And then maybe he gets hurt or maybe Drew Locke has a breakthrough or maybe – you know, something else goes or, you know, I mean, we're, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like at least one point during the year, probably early, not later, we'll be like, oh yeah, well, there's potential here. There, you know, we could make the playoffs if this and this and this happen and this and this doesn't happen. You know, it'd have to be, I don't want to say a miracle run, but you know, a very, very quality to the season to even feel that way. But man, if you if we just don't talk about the quarterback position, you know, and if we had a hundred percent Russell Wilson on board, man, we'd be fucking jacked. These two fucking brand new badass tackles and this badass running back, and we already got two badass fucking receivers, and we added, you know, pass rushing depth, and we got this Jordan Brooks badass, and we got this new Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant badass, and we got the two best safeties in the league. I mean, we'd be fucking like, yeah, bro, let's go. You know, let's get fucking jacked. You know, it's like what, 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 what would we even add? Add an extra draft? We'd add a center. You know, we'd add a middle middle linebacker, maybe a, a a fucking star defensive tackle. But like, man, like we'd be fucking in it. I mean, we'd be God. We'd be a top, you know, ten talented team. But now, just because of that fucking quarterback position, it's like, well, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's focusing on the negative, and I get it. The media does that, but. We're not the thirty-second ranked roster in the NFL. No, I refuse no. buy that shit. And the PFL, I definitely disagree with yeah that as well because yeah, a lot of people are picking us, you know, thirty-second or whatever, and it's like yeah, they're focusing on because yeah, quarterbacks most important position on the field, but I feel like they're taking that and applying the downgrade that, at that position that we have across the entire team, like. As the quarterback goes, the rest of the team goes, which for the most part is sort of true, but annoying. You know, true, it's 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 football right. off for sure, right? Um, and you know, Gino hasn't really been in a starting gig since he, you know, played at you know New York, um, which he was still super young then and all that, and he's been able to 
you know, be Russell Wilson's backup. Sure, he hasn't played a lot. <laughs> I mean, only the couple of games last year, but other than scrap time, you know, when we were blowing teams out. But, you know, I feel like he's, you know, matured a little bit, you know, and he could, he could, you know, he he's not, like I said, he's not going to inspire you to do great things and all this. He just, he might, fucking off season like i don't really trust him and honestly i don't even think uh the the front office trusts him that much i think they really super wanted drew lock to be honest and he just didn't perform like they wanted to i think honestly i think the front office is disappointed that gino's starting to be to be to be perfectly honest i mean have you did you read that brady henderson article article about all the shit of oh yeah oh yeah about oh, yeah all the, they tried yeah. trading you know russell was like they tried trading you know trading me multiple times and you know all this shit and and if he didn't have that no trade clause we'd have josh allen on our fucking squad right now come right, or, oh. or even or even patrick mahomes right you know if... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Dude, we'd be super bowl favorites right now oh my god sure. you know it's all in hindsight too because it's like well you, you know those would be some good quarterbacks you know coming out of the draft but you don't really know how they're gonna pan out right uh-huh. um are they going to be Brady Quinns or are they going to be Tom Brady's? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but <laughs> in and off the rock, dude. Like, yeah, fucking Russell has gone crazy. He says he wants to throw fifty touchdowns in Denver, dude. It's like they got these badass, badass fucking running back core, and and but it's his team, it's his offense, dude. Like, yeah, I think there is going to be some deep dark fucking shit in denver this year i just the shit is gonna hit the fan in denver and not here dude like i we got away with fucking murder because i mean he's 70 he's 70 percent russell wilson he you know he's selfish he's crazy he's egotistical he's maniacal he's lost a step and he's getting paid almost 50 million a year so denver has <laughs> lost their fucking gourd like this is not Peyton Manning coming into town and taking you to the promised land, you know, in a year or two. It's just, it is just not going to fucking happen, dude. There's Yeah, I, I typically only follow the Seahawks, right? But I think I'm going to follow the Broncos a little bit just because oh, I think one the... first and second round draft pick. Of course you're going to follow them. Are you kidding me? Well, but I just meant like in terms of how they actually, you know, how, how this whole Russell Wilson is going to, you know, be the entire playbook or whatever for them i just want to see how it turns out and it'll be one of those things it'll be like well either russell wilson's going to do really really well and he's going to be like hey see told you show you should have let me sure let me do what i want to do or he's going to be mediocre or not so good and you're going to kind of tank the team a little bit and i mean they got a ton of talent so i mean i'd find it hard for 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 that to really happen but you know Dude, their offensive line isn't any fucking better than ours. You talk about Tom Brady not getting touched in the Super Bowl. Dude, you don't have that fucking offensive line in fucking Denver. That shit is fucking crazy. You know, Brock, Brock Heward probably had the best take. Whereas, like, you know what? He's They're going to have that new relationship energy, and they're probably gonna, he's probably going to have one of his career years the first year in Denver. And then reality is going to set in, and old father time is going to set in, and his old ways are going to set in, and Denver is just going to be so stuck with this dude and i'm and we got four high round picks three quality players i mean we got out we got out dude like we are gonna be so grateful this, i mean this might be one of the most significant trades in franchise history for the good like for the rest of our lives and i blew him away with this is kelly signing off
Hold on. Oh, my, my <laughs> sorry about that. My phone uh, went to uh, not sleep mode. It just like blacked out or whatever. And when it does that, I lose, <laughs> I lose the connection there. Did so. you hear what I said? Because it was yeah. No, I heard every. I heard everything you said. It's just my mic for whatever reason shuts off when my screen blacks uh, out. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I heard. I heard everything you said. And what the point I was trying to make. Um, so I guess you might not have heard some of the stuff I was saying during that. But no, uh, I was ranting <laughs> so good, John. It was so good. Yeah. No. Um, no. What I was going to say though is we. I think not only did we get out in the sense that, yeah, Russell was more on a down downward trend for his, you know, abilities, but the money that he wanted, because, you know, he wants to play till he's 45 or 50. Right. And sure enough, you could see by the contract that he ended up signing with Denver, you know, making almost 50 million a year. Um, that's something else. The Seahawks dodged, right, is time more money into one player, which I mean, I know we sort of did that with DK, but I mean, he's only, you know, on the. 20 whatever million a year range um so but yeah so that's another bullet that we sort of dodged in that regard we can sort of start over kind of like what pete and john did back in you know 11 and 12 when bringing in all these younger people these people that you're going to have under team control for four not five years paying the bare minimum you know unless they're like you know because russell was what a third round pick or whatever so it wasn't like he was a top draft guy that you had to spend a ton of money on with a rookie contract so um yeah so i feel like we're definitely in that rebuild mode i know pete was like no it's not rebuild it's not rebuild well dude you're in rebuild um <laughs> sorry to say it but um always you know, compete, bro always compete <laughs> always compete dude, i love that he said that about booing or not booing russell hey we got to compete man he's on the other team <laughs> he's saying boo the man bitch hell yeah <laughs> dude be um, fucking <laughs> dude yeah, but um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting game on Monday for sure. You know, to see how everything pans out. I don't think it'll be a blowout. People are like, oh yeah, Seahawks get blown out. Seahawks are trash. No, but way. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I don't think we're gonna win. But no, I mean they got they have injuries on their team. They have to still in you know install their fucking offense and shit. You know they have to feel things out as well. You know Russell can't just be King Rust. You know week one they got he's got to you know teach everyone and control everyone and we you know we're not you know we are not nice you know that's i mean they might pull away in the end but it's going to be close until the fourth quarter for sure man and yeah and five percent chance russell wilson embarrasses himself dude and then the media will have it back you know oh he's just getting started and just you wait and blah 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 and that might be true too but dude i mean we if we can stop the run and just put that spotlight right on Russ, dude, and then play that cover two, cover three late, we might just pull it out. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying we got a, an easy twenty five percent chance of winning this game for sure. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, got a bunch of young dudes that are hungry. We got a pissed off crowd that wants to win. You know, it's it's gonna get live. But all right, all right, let's move. Let's let's move past. Russell Wilson and <laughs> we could talk all podcasts about man, that shit. <laughs> it's the blood boiling, man. Just ten years, just new. We we are in the into the new into the new the new Seahawks era, which is fucking wonderful, man. It's it's great. I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen. And you know this this sport just prints fucking money because even if you're bad or good, there's always potential and hope and fear. 
and it just sells every Sunday, man. But you know, I to go back off on your six and eleven, I you know, I, I'm gonna disagree because the Cardinals suck and they fade down the end. We always seem to split with the fucking Niners. I think the Rams showed some weakness. So there, three games. So we have a potential to be nine and eight. I think that's the I think that's our ceiling. I think that's our ceiling. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I mean we and it might be disappointing in the end. Like we might be nine and seven with the potential to go ten and seven and get that seven seed and, and then we lose or, you know, some shit like that in the end and it might be like a stupid, you know, Geno's hurt and Drew throws a dumbass pick and that really seals the deal on, you know, drafting a quarterback next year or something like that. But, you know, if you if we, I mean, who has control now? It's Pete and Pete is going we are going old school. We are in the fucking DeLorean. We are going back <laughs> years this year, bro. We are running the rock. We are shoving it down their fucking throat. And we're gonna we're gonna try and get turnovers. We're gonna try and stop the run. We're gonna make them pass. It's I mean, and we got you know new uh, defensive coordinator in Clint Hurt, which I'm excited about. Which I'm excited about. You know, this I agree. Three four. You know, Daryl Taylor is gonna take a step up here this year. Boye is or that Uchenna Nuwosu. Like, dude, our defense is gonna hit, man. Um, Puna Ford, Al Woods, those guys are fucking serious, man. Jordan Brooks led the league in tackles last year. I mean, we have potential, man. He was actually second. He was he was second. That linebacker from Atlanta, I forgot, was first in the league in tackles. Oh, <clears throat> his name, but yeah, but it was close. It was only like five or six tackles shy. Yeah, I'm sad, <laughs> crazy. I didn't even know because yeah, that was a franchise leading. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. But, um, yeah, I wasn't sure. Did you want to break down offense, defense, any of that? Go over who you think uh, some folks to watch out for might be on, on both sides of the ball? or? Well, sure. Hell, yeah. Um, I, I I mean, ones to watch for sure, Drew Locke. I mean, I'm just – I'm still curious, you know, it, when does he take over in practice? You know, it, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're super down by, you know, three scores in the fourth, do they put him in? Or – if they're up three scores, do they put them in? Or if, you know, how bad does Gino have to be hurt before they put him in? Like, you know, I, that's, I guess that's a boring storyline and maybe it's just a, you know, it's just a push until next year, until we draft a guy. I, I don't really know, you know, but, but other than that, I, for sure, Kenny Walker mm-hmm. and Rashad Penny. Cause the, and, and honest, I mean, the really it's the whole running game. Cause if you watch the preseason, DJ Dallas. Yes, sir. Number one. Running back, am he I did. He's um. Sorry, I don't know if you cut out there or not. But yeah, he was one of the guys that I have marked here as like, kind of like that X factor, right? Like I know he's you know third, fourth on the depth chart, right? For at RB, um. But I feel like not only is he, I think, slated to be like our kick returner, um, which you know can be dynamic, but I felt like with the way he performed in the preseason and his ability to, you know, run with power and speed and catch out of the backfield. I mean, I just feel like he might, depending on how Rashad Penny does, like was the last five games Rashad Penny played a fluke. Is he going to go back to being injured, you know, all the time? I don't know. So that might be an opportunity for, you know, how based off how Ken Walker does after he recovers from his little hernia thing that he's got going on. 
<clears throat> might provide some opportunity for DJ J- Dallas to, you know, step up. I, I bet DJ will carry the rock probably five, five to eight times this first game. Um, Cause yeah, Kenny Walker isn't going to go this first. Yeah. yeah. But I, and, and I also think Adrian Peterson really sparked something in Rashad Penny last year. And he's got, he's on a one-year deal. He's on a prove it deal. True. Fully healthy, you know, totally jacked, blah, blah, blah. I, I think Rashad's going to, I think Rashad's going to get fucking serious here. I got him in the fantasy. I'm, I'm betting him. I'm starting him week one. I think, I think, I think, I think we're, we're going old school, man. I mean, we, we signed uncle. Who's the tight end? Oh, God from montana badass no fan no 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 the good one that we the the tight end we call uncle uncle guy uncle 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 will 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 disley oh will disley oh no he's he was from uw yeah didn't i say washington oh i thought you said montana well he yeah he's a montana guy but he went to uw sorry (laughs) i just heard that he was from Mont. Montana, I thought you were talking about the college. Sorry, my bad. Yes, we'll do it. Terrible, terrible podcasting, John. We've we just lost all of our listeners. Thank you. Right. This is North. <laughs> I'm, a piece, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> but no, he's like the best, one of the best blocking tight ends in the in the league. So that's another guy to watch. Hopefully, he can stay healthy all year. For, I mean, if that if he stays healthy, if we got two of our three badass running backs healthy. You know, that's that's fucking solid. Obviously, you know, our tackles are important, you know, especially in the run game. Charles Cross, better pass protector, but if he can get strong in the run game, uh, in Abraham Lucas, or I guess I'm supposed to say Abe Lucas, unless we're mad at him like a penalty, then we can call him Abraham. Abraham, you're in trouble. Yeah, Abraham <laughs> Lucas done it again. But yeah, he's got a fucking little mean streak, especially for a, a with WSU lineman. I mean, coming out of the soft passing raid whatever you call that and i mean he he looks fucking phenomenal and and let it be known let it be known that the seahawks could have taken malik willis who by the way <laughs> fucking amazing in the preseason and my boy bucky brooks said the titans would play better this year with him behind center instead of Ryan Tannehill and they pound that motherfucking rock with the two-headed dragon of Malik Willis and Derrick Henry and I was just like my pee-pee <laughs> but no, no instead we have Mr. Abraham Lucas who's going to solidify the right tackle but hey let it be known that John Snyder and Pete Carroll they drafted Russell Wilson they wanted Patrick Mahomes. They tried to trade the first overall pick to the Browns and get Josh Allen. So they know what they're doing at quarterback. And they have, um, they're eyeing someone in this year's draft. And they have the ammo to maneuver wherever the fuck they go. So I'm going to trust them. And they're just building up this, this solid team. And then they're just going to add in this cheap ass quarterback. And we're going to have a five year fucking window for yeah. people. So I feel it. I feel it percolating down. Right. Below. Right. Well, like you said, they, they're getting the pieces like signing DK to that bit. You know, that big contract is with key. Right. So whomever you bring in yeah. around for him to throw to, um, you know, I feel like, yeah, there's a good young core. Like we don't have other than him and Lockett, really like nobody on the offensive side really costs a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no cap space that's really taken up by that you know 
um, obviously with Adams and, and um, uh, digs, you know, the safeties, you know, they got some big deals. So they're obviously taking a ton of the money on, on the defensive side. Um, yeah. I mean, we're going to have some cap, you know, some cap space next year. And, you know, if we draft young and, have a lot of young starters and stuff and don't really, you know, and then just kind of plug and play with, you know, wherever we're maybe lacking some depth and, and need to bring in some veteran leadership. We can do that for agency or, you know, trades or whatever. Uh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, depending on how the season goes and where we can get a, a, a draft pick in um, if we can get that next, next quarterback, I feel like, yeah, like you said, I think good four or five year window um, to yeah. Repeat. <laughs> repeat a Super Bowl win. Speaking, yeah, speaking of cap space and watching Bobby Wagner go up against Josh Allen and the Bills, I mean, I kind of felt good that we aren't paying him <laughs> in a year for the next five years. That right. dude, that fucking dominated on the goal line against Josh Allen, dude. That motherfucker would have made that tackle the last ten years. I mean, he he's lost a step too, man. Oh my yeah. god. I mean, he always finds his way around the ball, but when you're talking about like a a really gifted physical specimen, right? Like Josh Allen, I mean, he's no slouch, right? <laughs> um, One fan like, like this year, right? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, Bobby's always going to be around the ball, and nine times out of ten, is going to be involved with some sort of tackle. But yeah, when you're talking about some like if it was him and Derrick Henry, right, or something going against each other, yeah, I have a feeling Derrick Henry would have a step on Bobby Wagner, you know. <laughs> you know those kinds of things so yeah I, i'm glad too it's like you gotta you know it's hard because you want these people that have been with your team forever you know to stay with the team forever but at some point you have to realize well are they performing at a level that makes sense for the direction this team's going and also money i mean it is a business right so you gotta think about where can we cut some fat so we can afford to improve in other areas or, you know, do whatever or start the rebuild process or whatever. So that's just kind of part of the, part of the game. Right. So no, I kind of agree with you, but we'll see how Bobby's year at, um, in, uh, LA, um, treats him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back, back to ones to watch. I mean, always isn't the most obvious answer DK Metcalf, just not even on the field, like all the commercials that he's going to be in all his Twitter shit, like his, what kind of pinky or hair he's wearing, you know, what in jokes is, does he have? I mean, this dude, he, I mean, even though Tyler Lockett is the captain of the team, which is kind of cool to be honest and honestly kind of well-deserved for but, sure. And DK, he's the new Marshawn Lynch. He's the 2022 version of Marshawn Lynch, you know, just large money, large muscles, large attitude, probably large amount of yards and, and touchdown touchdowns. But, uh, man, I, I mean, how blessed do you feel that he is on our team for a long time now? Well, and how many GMs and head coaches are kicking themselves in the ass for passing on him, right? Letting them fall so, so far down the draft boards when you you had you had jj our arthega whiteside that was picked above why is it arthega now instead of arthega? i don't know i've heard so many people saying arthega like there you have to stay with a list i don't get it they did it all in that preseason game too like and they did it without laughing i was like how are they doing i would have died laughing already jj arthega whiteside yeah but you know like, like yeah because this dude is literally he's megatron 2.0 um you know, he's maybe one inch shorter, but whatever. 
Um, he's got all the talent in the world. And um, I think, you know, he obviously has had some, some, some games in the past where he maybe showed a little bit of immaturity or whatever, but I feel like he's sort of gotten past that. He realizes he has to take the mantle as like the, the leader, you know, one of the big leaders on the Seahawks team. So um, I hope he can take that opportunity and run with it. And, um, you know, really, really show that the <clears throat> Seahawks are a good team to, to play for and just kind of really pave the way for, for what our future future holds as a, as a, a sports uh, or a football franchise um, here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah. Cause he's got all the talent in the world. So I feel like if we can just get somebody that can get him the ball, um, you know, efficiently, that'd be great. But um, kind of getting on people to watch, obviously at all your name, but I, actually highlighting all of the non wide receivers right so you got like Penny Hart you got Derek Young Marquise Goodwin you know these guys because oh and D Eskridge uh, which we haven't seen much of because he was injured Young Eskridge I want that'd be badass right I want to see how these guys perform because it's like sure you can throw to DK and Tyler but there's been times when teams kind of in on them and kind of shut them down and because we didn't really have very good third wide receiver options um it kind of really exposed kind of a weakness there so i want to see how these guys perform obviously you know d with d eskridge was injured a lot last year most of the year so we didn't really get to see what kind of explosive explosiveness he can play with penny hart sort of been on the team a little bit kind of really deep on the depth chart so but i think he's a good option there and then obviously you've got marquise goodwin the speedy veteran um and then Derek young the speedy um rookie um so i'll be excited to see how how you know john or pete sorry pete and um you know offensive coordinator decides to um use some of the because it seems like we got a lot of speed on the team i could see Derek young being the third wide receiver here by uh october just because He's probably a way better run blocking wide receiver than Goodwin or Eskridge. Yeah, well, because they're smaller. Well, Marquise Goodwin isn't super small, uh, but uh, Derek Young, I know, is a big, a big guy. So yeah, he could probably, probably take that. I think pretty well. And you know, he is a rookie, so he's got a lot to learn. But um, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what those non DK non Tyler wide receivers do um, for the Seahawks um, because they're going to need to step up. Um, so all the pressure isn't on DK and Tyler to do all the heavy lifting um, teams. Well, will have- to be honest, but yeah, I, I, I mean, if man, if we have the whole fucking offense running with Gino, that's just a fucking dream, dude. I mean, if, if the, if all of those players are fucking participating, dude, and you know, they all stay healthy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we could be in a playoff team. You know, right. the, the talent is there. That's what's been so fucking annoying about the Seahawks is because we've always had the talent, but where the fuck is the drive? Where the fuck is the decision making? You know, mm-hmm. where's the wins? Not the fucking MVP race. You know, fuck okay. it. But back back to ones to watch. You know, I want to. I want. I on, on the defensive side. I, I think. I think the three most interesting players for me is Daryl Taylor. I, I really think he's going to yes, be sir. premier pass rusher this year. And then I want to I want to see where Shelby Harris goes and what he does and what kind of effect he has on the defensive line cuz that's a legit addition. If he's like Puna Ford Al Woods level talent, 
And now we have we're going three deep on this like nose tackle defensive end three. Mm -hmm. That's huge to keep all these dudes fresh. I mean, we had depth on the D line, you know, 20, 2012 to twenty fourteen. So that would be amazing. And then obviously Jamal Adams. You know, is is he the first year we got him? Is it the second year where he completely fucking disappeared? Is he healthy? Is he hurt? <laughs> Gage is he blitzing. Is he, you know, what's Clint Hunt hurt want to do with him? You know, what what the hell? How are we supporting him? You know, where is uh, you know, what what Ryan Neal is he dropping back and Jamal's in the box or, you know, is this Mike Jackson new cornerback? Is he dropping back and Jamal's coming up front? Like, you know, we're gonna find out a lot about our defense this game one, not, not because of the Broncos, but because Clint Hurt is going to try and fucking win this game. Make a statement, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I definitely have Daryl Taylor, you know, as, cause I see him the same way you do that. This could be like a really big breakout. Like I'm thinking like double digit sack type year. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, obviously Jordan Brooks, you know, kind of taking over the mantle um, that Bobby, you know, the, the void that Bobby left there. He's obviously been great, you know, his first couple of years. So I'm just hoping that trend can continue. Um, I also highlighted, obviously, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, you know, or the rookie cornerbacks. Cause... Amazing draft picks. I mean, obviously, no, hasn't, no games yet. But, man, those are just – those just seem so solid right now. Right, right. And I'm thinking that they're going to have Kobe more in, like, the nickel, nickel spot, you know, playing in the slot or whatever maybe instead of – at least initially, instead of, you know, left or right corner, um, which will be interesting to see because he's, you know, he's, he, I mean, at, at playing at Cincinnati there, he won the freaking, uh, the Jim Thorpe or whatever the award there. Yeah. You know, coming out of Cincinnati where, um, you know, they, they weren't playing a lot of slouches in that, you know, in that. Uh, Love. <laughs> I mean, they had Tariq Woolen there. They knew all about him, obviously, and they took Kobe Bryant ahead of him, and they're starting at him in the motherfucking slot, dude. They love this guy. And they cut Justin Coleman. I mean, I think they brought him back, but that doesn't matter. Kobe Bryant's got the slot position. They love this guy. Yeah, yeah, got a lot of a lot of talent there. Um, I also highlighted uh, Yuchenna Nwosu, right, guy we got from Chargers. Um, Man, I loved watching him uh, playing against the Raiders in that week. 18 game when they if they could have tied they put both gone into the playoffs that was an amazing fucking game and that dude was everywhere right and i'm thinking he's because he's got he's known for being able to cover uh you know which is is good because i know that was something that uh kj Wright kind of excelled in a little bit or he learned to excel in as he you know he got his career through uh 10-year career there through uh uh seahawks there so it kind of kind of gets me excited there that we've got a linebacker that can that can cover. And then a little bit further down the depth chart, more rotational guy, but I was super impressed uh, preseason with uh, uh, defensive end, Miles Adams. Um, oh, he had an amazing preseason. He had an amazing preseason. He had a, a motor um, that just wouldn't quit. He seemed to be all over the place, which yeah, was awesome. He beat so, a Collier out on the, on the cuts. And then they brought back L or no, they kept LJ Collier, but I think my, I think Miles Adams is above LJ Collier on the, on the depth chart right now. I'd say so too. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited. I know he's more of a depth guy at this point. Um, not to say that he can't, you know, <laughs> move, move on up, but, um, you know, I know they always like to rotate guys in and out on the D line, whatnot. Um, Jefferson, so is he back on our team? Quentin Jefferson? Yeah. And he didn't get cut, right? 
Nope, nope. He's he's kind of a uh, depth chart I'm looking at. He's behind Shelby Harris. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you got Harris, Woods, and Puna Ford. You know, kind of your starters, and then you got Quentin Jefferson, Brian Monet, Miles Adams um, as your second guy, and then you got Daryl Johnson, who's you know kind of a little further down there. But I mean, that's you know you got some pretty good pretty good folks there, pretty good rotational folks, and depending on whatever whatever schemes, you know, Clint Hurts trying to throw out there, you know, you can bring those guys in for more downs or whatever. But Let's um, Well, he's going to blitz more? Is that what you said? Is Clint – oh, I'm asking, is Clint Hurt going to blitz more? So I'm thinking, you know, he's probably going to use Jamal more like he did – or like we did year one with him where he was blitzing a lot more. Uh, that's what I've seen in a few interviews that he's sort of done. He has, didn't say, oh, yeah, we're going to blitz him more, but he's kind of alluded to that, which I'd be excited to see because you got to use Jamal for what he's good at. I mean, he's, I would say, not the the best coverage safety. Yeah, uh, injury prone, and when he's playing in the box, it just he's not going to last all 18 games or 17 that's games. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, they need to do it a lot more than they did year two, where, like you said, he just completely disappeared off the map. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. So I mean, you got to pick and choose, but you got to, you got to, you know, just to keep keep things fresh, right? Keep keep the the opposing team's offense thinking about things. Like, you know, you might disguise something like, oh, it looks like he's going to blitz, which might change coverage and protections and stuff, which might open up, you know, a lane for Daryl Taylor or somebody to come in and and swoop in. You know, you don't always have to blitz them um, by putting them in the box, but. Um, I think you got to try and send him every once in a while because he can he can disrupt. Yeah, and and just you know to add to that, watching Von Miller go crazy against the Rams, I mean, just <laughs> added threat. You know, okay, we got to cover this guy, but then that made everyone else on that line better. You know, right? And it's like it's nuts down on the table. We're doing this. Don't care. Can you block it? And it made everyone fucking better. And you know, like we don't have to just be tricky. Just just throw your nuts on the fucking table and go. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to see what Clint hurt, you know, what he brings. I know it's a whole new uh, defensive scheme altogether, but also him and his, whatever philosophy he's bringing to the table. It just, it'll be exciting to see because, you know, we've had some good defensive coordinators in the past and then we've had some not so good ones. Um, so let's just hope he falls on the side of decent, if not good, <laughs> you know, uh, coordinator there. So we'll we'll I, see what what happens. But I agree, he's going to have uh, try and make a statement. You know, this game one, like, hey, this is the new and improved Seahawk defense. And uh, fuck yeah. Just, uh, he uh, he well, and they could have hired. There's a lot of other people they could have hired to bring in for this defense coordinator, and they kept him in house. Man, they moved him up. Like there, a lot of people like this guy. So I there is. I mean, we're gonna have growing pains, blah blah blah. But I really, I feel strongly that we're gonna have these exact same coordinators next year. Yeah, I mean, you got to give them a couple, you know, unless they completely shit the bed. But yeah, you got to give them at least yeah a couple of years. But uh, and there's gonna be some games that I think we're just gonna probably look silly, or no matter how well we prepare, we're just gonna look silly, like against the Chargers, probably Tampa Bay, <clears throat> Kansas City. You know, those games are gonna be probably pretty tough. Um, regardless of whatever preparation we do ahead of time or how good we're playing. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just – I'm excited just to see. I mean, it's football. I love football. Even if I'm not as optimistic this year as I have been in past years, it's still it's football. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, 
football. I like sports. Yeah. <laughs> other teams, other players, you know, I always root for the Jags and, you know, I've, I've been pulling for the Titans lately, but I think I'm going to cheat on them this year for the bills. Just that just looks like a fun physical team that the Seahawks want to be, you know, yeah. You know, I've always pulled for the Dirty Raiders and, you know, all the, you know, watch the Cowboys collapse, or the Rams collapse, or the Cardinals collapse. That That's just as entertaining as watching teams that you want to win, win, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. See how yeah. Well I, I think Aaron Rodgers represents ayahuasca and psychedelics and going on Joe Rogan and see if he makes a complete fucking douchebag out of himself or, you know, there's just so, there's just so many, it's my soaps. There's so many stories in, in these games, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm kind of on the bandwagon you are there with the Bills. I mean, they've got they're putting out a pretty good pretty good team. So, I've got them um probably picking them to win the Super Bowl. Um definitely represent the AFC, but um yeah, I think they're going to be the team to to watch out for this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that whole AFC the AFC playoffs guaranteed who's in it, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Um <clears throat> But I'm not sure about the NFC. NFC is, I, I think, a lot weaker. Um, Saints, Saints have been climbing the boards lately, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do with uh, good old, He's good old Jameis. Yeah, might just be the Seahawks. You know, who knows? <laughs> um, this would be the well, man if we had that full squad. This would be the last year and this year with the weaker NFC. This would have been the time. Right, but. Uh. We got a lot weaker, <laughs> at least on paper. <laughs> so right. we'll see. So we'll see what we can do on the football field on Monday. And it's it's interesting. Our first game is primetime Monday Night Football. So, which Russell always plays well primetime. So let's see if it was the Seahawks or it was Pete. You know, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Was it Russell or was it the Hawks that played well? So hell yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking fucking. It's the right way to start the season, though, man. But nice. So yeah. Um you got a prediction score prediction for the game Monday? Yeah, yeah let's go let's go twenty seven twenty-four Hawks. Ooh. I was uh okay, I was going twenty four twenty Broncos. <clears throat> All right. I I mean it's it's it could be thirty five zero Broncos too. I just I think <laughs> the adrenaline is gonna be going crazy. I think the confusion, the noise, the you know, the hatred, the the vitriol, you know, the the our basic schemes versus their quote unquote Russell Wilson complex schemes, like there's a lot of shit going favoring the Seahawks right now other than you know just the QB position blah 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 and is and what level of Russell Wilson are the Broncos even fucking getting you know none yeah. of the guys played a snap in the preseason so they got to warm up too you know the Rams played like ass this first game so there is a lot a lot a lot going on and if we played this game 10 times it might just be five out of five you know who fucking know could very well be so I'd like to hope that I'm wrong with my prediction but um, you never know. And like you said, it's, it seemed like with the Hawks under Russell Wilson started off always super rusty, especially that first game, if not the first couple games. So even if they pulled out some wins, it just, they looked very 50 touchdowns this year, bro. <laughs> well, they might all, 
have to come in the last 16 games of the year. <laughs> so none of them are happening in game one. <laughs> it might get like two fucking picks this game too. Yeah, right? You know, and it seemed like with Russell in past, past years too, he'd either make kind of some boneheaded plays from time to time or balls would hit receivers right in the hands and pop up and the defense would catch. So maybe that'll that'll flip our way. You know, we'll be able to capitalize <laughs> If their left tackle or their right tackle is out for this game, like they're not, they're not sitting fucking pretty right now. They they have a lot of shit they have to put together. Like a lot of people are predicting them to go fourth in the AFC West this year. Yeah, but that's how good the AFC West is, right? Yeah. But... Hey, <laughs> I'll I'll fucking take it and take that slow start. I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So you got the Hawks winning by a little bit, by a couple points. I got the Hawks losing by a couple points. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, we're going to watch from start to finish whether we're getting crushed or crushing. For sure. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good way, you know, a good way to kick off the season. I know season already kicked off on Thursday, but I don't really give a shit about those teams. So, um, <laughs> so my season starts on Monday. Fuck you! I'm having a date with Scott Hansen in NFL Red Zone tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. I'm in. Oh, I am. In. You are in. <laughs> get your drinks, get your coffee, whatever your mimosas. Hell yeah, my French toast sticks. We got, we have, we gotta try the the new Wendy's French toast sticks versus the the BK Lounge French toast sticks. See which one's. Ooh, better. BK Lounge. Get your get your get your coops at the BK Lounge. <laughs> Nice. Ready, bro. All righty. Yeah, all right, man. Well, let's go Hawks, right? Hawks. Let's fly. Some people are typing that because they don't want to remember Russell Wilson. Fuck. Right. We said go Hawks when we were kids. Russell Wilson does not own go Hawks. It's go. No. Fuck you. Goodbye, Russell Wilson. I hope you get booed, and I hope you throw five picks, and I hope Denver fucking hates you, you weird motherfucker. And I just, I just hope, I hope you, uh, I wish you all the best, Russell. <laughs> Shit. Tell, tell Sierra hi for me. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you doing this, man. As always, man. Love talking, talking shit with you. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. All right. We'll catch you later. All right. Talk to you later, bro. Ah.